AMA 50, KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments Program. It's time now for our Moment in Creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. Now, I saw the email that you sent me before the program, and you want to talk about the James Webb Space Telescope and then a time problem? The light travel time problem. Okay. And maybe I can uh, bring a couple of these things together for those who are listening. First of all, the James Webb Space Telescope. What is that? We talked about that uh, way back in January because it launched December 25th of 2021. And uh, this is the latest and greatest space telescope that the world has sent up there, that NASA has sent up into outer space. It's parked up there at 1.5 million uh, kilometers, about a million miles from Earth, at a location known as Lagrange Point 2. So it's stationary there in its uh, place between the sun and the earth and the gravitational pull of each and it's got a large sun shield the size of a tennis court to keep it at the right temperature and a very large mirror 6.5 meters that'd be 21.3 feet in diameter and they're using it is it's optimized to look at distant objects in the infrared uh, part of the electromagnetic spectrum and uh, recently, as in early July, NASA released some of the first, uh, they call them photographs, but they're, they're images that are actually a composite made over time and looking deep into space. And uh, anybody who saw them was pretty impressed. You see all these galaxies, and it's like, wow, what a, what a picture there. And how that relates to what we're talking about here is they're, the scientists who are behind this believe in the Big Bang and all of that. And so they would say these very, very distant objects are, you know, trillions of miles away, which would take us back to the near the beginning of the Big Bang, which they would say would be about 13.7 billion years ago. Right. And so the way they talk about it is like we're actually looking back in time to the Big Bang or the beginning of time soon thereafter. That's what I and saw. So I saw a headline like that. I saw those beautiful images, and the headline said, we're looking at the beginning of time. Exactly. And I think that's that's what I wanted to talk about okay. briefly here with our listeners, because Christians can, can be disturbed by that and say, well, are these stars really that far away? And does that really mean that Earth and the universe must be much, much older than the Bible says? Because if you listen to what the Bible says and believe what the Bible says, it would be thousands of years ago that God created the universe and not billions and billions of years ago. So how do we put this all together? And uh, so let me kind of simplify it. There's the creation-believing scientists, astronomers like Danny Faulkner. Dr. Danny Faulkner is at Answers in Genesis, and Dr. Jason Lyle and others uh, have written a number of really helpful articles on this. If you go to AnswersInGenesis.org, there are several articles on this, and there's also at Creation.com, Creation Ministries International also has some very intelligent people who have written some really good articles on this. But it still tends to be really deep. I mean, because to try to understand how is it that stars that are supposedly so distant, how can we see the light now here on planet Earth or on one of our uh, space probes that's, you know, about a million 
uh, miles from Earth, which really isn't that far when you're talking these vast distances in the universe. How, how can we see the light now, and uh, how can you explain that? Well, lots of good proposals have been put out there by creation-believing, Bible-believing scientists, and you can read about them. A lot of them kind of get kind of deep if you're getting into uh, theories of relativity and stuff like this. The physics and the math are over the heads of a lot of us. But let me try to simplify it for our average uh, listener here, a Bible-believing listener. If you stop and think about it, um, if you were able to get in a time machine right now and you would be uh, the week after creation, okay, so it's the Monday after the world has been created, the universe has been created, and God rested on the seventh day, and there we are, and God's giving us a tour. And first he takes us to see Adam and Eve. How old do they look? Adults. Well, they're going to they're gonna be adults, right. We don't know, you know, 20, 40. Um, they're able to be married and have children, okay? So they're mature adults. So from our experience, that would tell us, well, the universe has to be at least, what, 20 years old or something like that for them to be grown up and married and have kids? Um, you walk around the garden and you see big mature trees with fruit on them. Again, in our experience, if you take an apple seed and plant it in the ground, it takes years and years for it to grow and finally produce apples. So again, if you were trying to judge how old the universe is by what you're seeing with your eye, it would appear to be a lot older than it is because really it would only be days old. You know, just it happened the previous week that God created all that. And then night falls and you look up in the sky and you see these distant galaxies in the Milky Way and so forth. And you say, wow, you know, as far away as those stars are, it would take a very, very, very long time for the light to reach planet Earth and to reach my eye. But God created created them last week, and he did it so that they would give light upon the earth. So, as Christians, we believe what God tells us in his word, the Bible, in Genesis, when it says, let there be light in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day and the night, let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. So when God created this, he, gave, he created those celestial bodies, even the stars and the galaxies that are very, very far away, to give light upon the earth. So even as he could create human beings who were adults and able to have children, and who didn't have to start out as an embryo and go all through the stages of human development that we're accustomed to in our lifetime, uh, the same would be true of the stars and everything else God made. So it's not wrong for scientists to try to explore these things. It's amazing that we can build uh, rockets and satellites and space telescopes to launch out into space and to explore the universe God has made. But the right response would not be doubt or scoffing or saying there is no God or the Bible is wrong. Rather, we should be humbled and say, wow, God is really tremendous that he could create such a huge universe with all these stars and galaxies and control them all. God is very, very great. And so we would say with the psalmist, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. 
the heavens certainly do declare the glory of God. And when we look at the stars and feel puny and tiny, we remember how amazing it is, not only that God created all this, but that he sent his son, Jesus, who is the creator of the stars, who came into this world as a baby to live and suffer and die as a human being on Calvary's cross, bearing our sin and our guilt for us to rescue us from the problem of our sin, which is bigger than the light time problem. And instead, you know, God wants us to live with him forever in heaven. And that comes to us only by repenting of our sins and believing Jesus as our crucified and risen Savior. And uh, so for our listeners, if you're really interested in this subject, you want to know more, there are great articles at AnswersInGenesis.org and at Creation Ministries International, that's creation.com. They have great articles to try to help the average person understand these complex ideas but they all come back to the Bible and realizing that God created as he said he did in Genesis and that we as Christians do well not to doubt the Bible, but to doubt our doubts and believe that God is greater, more powerful and wiser than anything we can imagine to be able to create the universe as he did and still care about us enough to send his son Jesus to rescue us from our sins so we could live with him forever. Would you like to lead us in prayer as we wrap up this segment? I would be happy to do so. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, our God, when we look at the universe that you have made, staring deep into space using telescopes like the James Webb Telescope, it fills us with a sense of awe. How great you are, oh, Lord, that you created all these things and still control them. But above all, oh, Lord, we're amazed at your love for us sinners, that you sent your son Jesus, the creator of the stars, to come into the world as a human being, to live, suffer, die, and rise again so that we could have the gift of everlasting life. Help us always to treasure your word, the Bible, and to believe what you tell us there, not only about our creation, but it's also about our salvation, which you prepared for us through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for being on the program, Pastor Worth. My pleasure. We are listener-supported KFUO. We are the messenger of good news.